Okay, Boker Tov. We are at the bottom of Moed Katan Dalad Amad Aleph. Today we're going to continue where we left off last week. We're going to discuss different types of irrigation that are permitted or forbidden on Yom Tov. Again, with the basic understanding that things that are needed for the Moed can be done if they do not require excessive effort. We'll now learn a second important leniency be weaved in between here that will allow you to even make excessive effort for certain things. The main thing is to get the ground rules, and then it's just a question of application. So, Tanarabana, there's another brisa that discusses the watering of fields. Madlin liyarokos kedela ochlom. The word madlin, we'll see, will be subject to dispute what that word means. So don't assume that what it means now is going to be the permanent meaning. But the word madlin, if you look inside the word, you've got the letters dalid, lamid, yud, adli, which means a bucket. So now it would seem to say you could draw water for the sake of vegetables in order to eat them on Chol Hamoe. That's a little bit different than the type of irrigation we've been speaking now. Uh, until now, uh, we, uh, well, right now, the Gemara means it's talking about drawing water. Now, and he plans on plucking and eating those vegetables on Cholamoid. This is not like we've been discussing in the beginning. The beginning, where we're talking about watering the fields, is you're not planning on, e- on eating any of this stuff on Yontav. It's you're trying to avoid a financial loss, uh, and all, and only a financial loss. You have this huge field. If you don't water it over Cholamoid, you're going to take a big hit. Uh, and any watering that just makes it better is not allowed because you're not eating any of it now. But now the question is, you want to have vegetables to eat on Cholamoid. And the vegetables you're going to eat, you want them to be moist and fresh. So I guess there's different vegetables, need different care at different times. So here it's specifically for you to be, you want to eat these vegetables. The ones that you're watering now, you're going to be plucking them, whatever, next day or two, having an acholomoid. So you're watering them for the purpose of being able to eat them moist and fresh. So you may do that. But if it's only for the sake of improving them so that they will grow better for picking after the umptive, that's not allowed. You want to make them better? That's not the issue. That's improving. Now, that now here, the Brysa is discussing watering through means that do not involve exertion. That's assumption now. Already learned earlier that when one may water an irrigated field a cholamoid, uh, because not to do so would give you an irretrievable loss. Okay, if it's a field that subsists on rainwater, then you can't do that. The Brahis is now saying that even a rainwatered field may be watered if the purpose in doing so is to enhance the plants growing there for consumption on cholamoid. But if it's merely to improve the vegetables for use afterwards, you can't use this. This all follows Rashi. Okay, many commentators object to it, however, because the word madlin 
implies drawing with a pail, which involves exertion. In other words, Rashi seems to learn is drawing water without a pail. Many of the Mephorshim say, what are you talking about? The word is rooted in the word pail, bucket. So therefore, they have a different shot in the Brisa completely. And they learn it's discussing the restriction of excessive exertion. And the Mishnah stated earlier that an irrigated field can't be watered through means that are overly strenuous with a pail. The Bryce is now teaching that even such effort is permitted if this will provide, and this becomes the new important term, Sorech Hamoed, a festival need. And what's a festival need? Eating. It's a, it's a big need to eat on a Moed. Accordingly, drawing water with a pail is permitted if the purpose is to moisten the vegetables for consumption on the festival. According to this explanation, when the Bryce states the watering the vegetables to improve them is forbidden, it's not being precise. For watering through excessive exertion is prohibited even to avoid a loss. What the Bryce really means is that any exertive watering performed not for the sake of the festival is forbidden. An example is watering vegetables to improve them for after the festivals. So now we have two interpretations. Rashi was learning, well, we can't have extra exertion, so I'm watering the vegetables. It can't be with exertion. Uh, so the question is really going to be, what's the Brisa adding that we haven't learned in the Mishnah? The other Mephorshim, that's already a Chiddush. It's saying, yes, well, it makes more sense to say that modeling means drawing with a bucket. That means there is exertion. So why are you allowed to use so much exertion to water the fields? The answer is because we said there is a tzore chamoeg. There's a festive need which is eating on cholamoeg. And therefore, to keep it fresh and tasty, that's like anything. Now think about it. Is Speak to our wives. Is cooking exertion or not? Yes. So why are you allowed to do it on cholamoeg? The answer is because if you don't exert, you ain't eating. Right? Making, making a yontif meal is a big deal. And there's nothing wrong with that. You, you can't say, well, you know, you're not allowed to exert yourself, so therefore, don't eat anything. <laughs> that's not going to work. So obviously, but exertion for a tzorech moed, that's what the yontif's all about. Let's put it this way. Davening for a couple hours on cholamoid isn't an exertion. It's an avoider. But that's what the yontif's all about. The yontif's about davening, the yontif's about eating, Yontzev's about preparing the food. You can't prepare seven days of food in advance, like one day for Shabbos. So therefore, exertion for a tzore hamoe, as a legitimate need, is permitted. And that's how these Rishonim learned this Gemara. What, what you say, you're you are. Yes. That's a lot of work to shake it, cut it up, clean it, and then cook exactly. it. Exactly. So if you can do that on a yontzev, Really, you can water your vegetables. Yes, if it's a, if it's a tzorech moe, that's the point. That's exactly because on yontif you want to eat a fresh cow, so you could shecht it on yontif. So that that's correct, exactly. Okay, that is what we have so far. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, also, it's not it's not so much exertion. 
It's a couple of vegetables for your family. How many buckets is it? Two buckets. Two buckets. What if you have a big family? Okay, so it's like a little garden. It's not, you're you're not, you're not, you're not uh, stealing the... River's a little bit further and you gotta slip the bucket. You gotta slip it. There's, there's a lot it's of kind of overly extended. That is the strongest you yeah. Steve. You got muscles. What about many of us don't have so many muscles? So, you know, the water's heavy. Well, you're a farmer. To go pull it up. It's, it's exertion. It is exertion. And if you have the family over and the grandchildren over, yeah. <laughs> all I know is after this shop, is my wife was, if, had I not ordered a lot of food, she would have been very tired. It's easy. You just call up kosher gourmet. Boom, the food's there. And even then, how much exertion there is to clean up and set up everything. So this is part of the exertion, which is permitted. But like till now, we've been saying you can't. Now you're obviously not going to water the whole field, but you gotta, you're going to water it for a few days of work. And you know, to picking up a bucket is exertion. So you're saying it's not so much exertion. All right, maybe, maybe, maybe what you're saying is what Rashi might be meaning. Because it, he's saying it's it's a bucket, and may, maybe that's maybe that's the machlokas rishonim. How much exertion is called exertion? Okay. So on the one hand, how many buckets do you need for uh, to make to have the vegetables that you need? How many do you need? The other ones are going to say, listen. For some people, even one or two drawings of the water is, is allowed. <laughs> I'm tired. I got to take a, I got to take a rest. Not every farmer is. Uh, so up the hills. She's just coming for shackles. Yeah, she's sitting here. She wants to listen. Okay, good. Okay, now that's the first shot. Now, a related incident: Ravina Varaba Tosva'a. So he's two rabbis. Uh, there's a discussion what Tosva means. Maybe he came from a place from Tosva. Anyway, there's two rabbis. They're going on the road. They're noticing the scenery and they see a person. He's drawing with a pail on Cholamide and watering a vegetable patch. So on the one hand, now, to, yeah, now you have to first, before you make any judgments, you have to know what exactly is the nature of the watering, which I don't know how these rabbis, as they're walking by, could know it. But it doesn't look good at first blush when you see a guy watering his field on Cholomite. So Rabbatosva says to his colleague Ravina, let the master come and excommunicate this fellow. Because he's violating a rabbinic principle. It seemed they knew this was a field that subsists on rainwater, which you're not allowed to water the field, as the Mishnah said, only an irrigated field. Okay, now, okay, that was the way Rashi is flowing here. Remember the other shot that we gave, that the vegetable indeed required artificial watering for its growth. Rabbi Tosfa objected to the man's deed, however, because he was drawing the water with a pail, which is strenuous labor and therefore forbidden even in an irrigated field. That seems what we learned from before. It seems to be the problem. I wait a minute. The other rabbi came back, but didn't you just learn this brisa? Amar Leva, Tanya, we learned in a brisa. 
Madlin liyurakos kedela You can water vegetables in order to eat them. So the fellow may be watering the vegetables for the sake of eating them acholamayim. Right? So but don't jump to conclusions over here. So now he's going to say, well, you think that's the shot in that price? Omer Lehi, me, Savrit, do you think to say that we, the way we just explained it, that my madlin, when it says madlin, it means madlin maya, it means drawing water? When the Brysa said madlin liyarakos, you think it means using a bucket? No. My madlin, what does madlin mean? Madlin means... Shalufe, pulling out vegetables from among other vegetables in the garden. In other words, even though the word is modlin, that's what I prefaced when I started. I said there's one way of understanding modlin, but there's another way. So you're pulling out vegetables from the garden, and that, well, we'll have to see. There's a lot of things we've got to talk about here. But you see, really, if you think about it, dole means to draw out. So now think about it. You can draw out water from the well, and you can draw out weeds from the, uh, or vegetables from among the vegetables. You're drawing out. One thing's drawing out from water, one's from the ground. What's the issue over here? When vegetables are too densely concentrated, which got too many over there, so nothing grows well. So the grower will therefore sometimes uproot a number of them in order to prove the growth of the remaining ones. This is permitted during Cholomite, provided the vegetables which are uprooted will be eaten on the festival. Although obviously the person also intends to benefit the remaining vegetables, or else he would pull out the vegetables consecutively rather than every other one. It's still permitted since he also intends to eat the vegetables. Aha! Because if, if, however, the picking is done only for the sake of improving the remaining, it's not going to be a financial loss. Because are we improving the growth of the vegetables? That's profit. So therefore, it's so now he's saying we're, we're talking about shalufe, which means to pull them out in order to eat it. And again, that would be a tzorche moed. Okay, and now how do you know that the word shlufe means to pull out vegetables as opposed to drawing out water? Kiritnan, as we learned in a Mishnah in Peya, Hamedel Begafonim, one who thins out vines, meaning he uproots some of the vines of a group that he planted too densely together. And there clearly Medel means that. Just as he thins out within his own vines, so too he may thin out within the vines of the poor. I mean, remember, some of the vines belong to the poor. It's part of the payah. Remember, pay, the Masechus payah, you have to leave a corner for the poor people. So therefore, it's the section of vineyard that the owner will designate as payah or to the ololos, other clusters of grapes. Anyway, the machlokas here, it's not important. We're just trying to prove that the word meidal means to pull vegetables out. That's all that's matter. What? what? 
Kidilisani. Okay, you pulled me out, but that's a person. Don't know if talking about a shampoo. Okay. So anyway, you could do so if even though he's improving the remaining crop. Because no, pr- if you do it on the vines, you're not going to eat them right away to recover moid. So what kind of, that means you are allowed to do it, to improve the field? Um, that, that's, it's just, we're not talking about cholamoid. We're talking about paya. We're not talking about cholamoid anymore. But we're talking about, the- we're talking about paya, paya, not cholamoid. All we're trying to prove is the word madla means you're pulling out vegetables. That's all. Well, hold on. Well, let me just finish this. Dear Rabbi Meir, this dear Rabbi Yehuda says, Rameer Omer, Rameer says, no, Bishalor Rashoy, you're allowed to pull out your own vines. You can't pull out the ones of the poor. So I'm not really so interested in the machlokas. Rameer says the poor would rather have an abundance of average quality crops than a lesser amount of high quality. Anyway, so it's a machlok. It has nothing to do with cholamoid. It's a question is, you 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 want to personally improve your field. Okay. Yeah, but you know what? You want to have less, better, but better quality. Right. The poor are not interested in good quality. They're interested in eating as much food, fill up their gut. So it's a machlok as if you can pull them out. The only thing we use this for and all I'm interested in is you see the word madla means to pull vegetables out from vegetables. So who says you can water it? Maybe it's only pulling out vegetables. To which now Ravina responded, Amrlay, wait, Vahatanya, but was taught in a brisa, Madlin Mayim Liarokos, We just said you can draw water for vegetables in order to eat them. And it says Mayim, a different brisa. It says Madlin Mayim. First brisa we started off today said Madlin. I don't know. But if another brisa says water, Okay. Then clearly that's what it says. So now you're going to get a very fascinating response. Omarle, he said, okay, listen. Itadia Tanya, if that's what it was taught in the Brisa, that's what it's taught in the Brisa. And I retract my opinion. And therefore, the conclusion of the story is fascinating. The fact that we see this guy watering the field, they never, uh, uh, what do you call it, researched exactly why he was doing. That's like a question on the story. They're walking by. The first guy says, let's excommunicate. You know, you're not supposed to water your fields. It's a rainwater field. You can't be watering that. I said, how do you know he's doing that? Maybe he's going just pick the, uh, to pick some vegetables right afterwards. And then Heromach Lokas, well, is that so? Can you do this? Can you not do this? He says, well, that's what the Bryson says. The second Bryson says, okay, that's what it says, says. We don't get to the next part of the story because I guess it's not important. You could say the story continued. They went over to the guy and they found out. They probably asked him, are you doing it for what? Are you doing it for not? Whatever the rest of the story, it's not relevant. We don't need to know stories just for the sake of stories. The whole reason we brought the story is to know what is the meaning of the brysa that said modeling without the word water. And now we've come up, that forces us to bring a second brysa that defines modeling with water, and that reinforces the concept that we've learned today. That tzarech moed, if there's something you need for the moed, such as eating, you can make a tircha. Now we'll see how we're going to still be learning a lot. It's going to be a difference of maybe tircha and tircha yasera. You know, effort and a lot of effort. That's another story. Okay, fine. So this is now, we've done all the Gemara that relates to the first line of the Mishnah. 
you can water your irrigation fields, but not by but not with excessive energy. And now we've added a second point that for Tzorech Moed, even excessive energy. Fine. Now we're going to go piece by piece through the next parts of the initial mission that we had. And one of the things we said you cannot do on Cholomoid is you cannot make ugios for the grapevines. And what are ugios? That's going to be the question. What does that word mean? It's a very strange word, ugios. doesn't mean a cookie, a cake. So what does that mean? So my ugios, what are ugios? And therefore, why is it not permitted to do that? So Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, you know what ugios are? They are binke, ditches, <clears throat> dug around the roots of the grapevines for the sake of gathering water. Binke is an Aramaic word for ditches, and it was more familiar to Jews of Bavel than the Mishnaic word of ugios. Okay, so that's what are, what are ugios. Well, they're, they're binke. Oh, binke. Okay, I know what binke are. Those are the ditches that uh, allows water to gather there. And Tanya Nami and we have a Bryson that supports this idea. Elu hein ugios, what are ugios? Bididan, for bididin, sorry. Their ditches should be ikoreizesim, it's dug around the roots of the olive trees. U should be and around the roots of the grapevines. That's what this is making ugios. Where it says, Aini, but is that really so that ugios means ditches? Rabbi Yehuda, Yehuda permitted the people of a place called Bar Tzaisi to make ditches for their vineyards during Cholamoid. So if the Mishnah is saying you can't make that, if that's what the Mishnah means, how could that Rabbi Yehuda allow them to do that? So he says, no, it depends on what kind of ditches. Lokasha, habacharati. The Mishnah is talking about digging new ditches. Now you're taking hard ground and digging new dishes. That's a lot of effort. Habatiki, but he, Rabbi Yudas, bring out old ones. So when you're digging virgin soil, that's a lot of strenuous work. Rabbi Yudas talk about unclogging old dishes, ditches from the dirt that fell in. It's a relatively easy task, and therefore it's permitted. I imagine it would have to be that the reason you're doing this at all is to avoid some kind of financial loss. It, it has to be, because if it's not a financial loss, why are, you allowed, field, yeah. why are you allowed to do it? I guess you won't be able to get water yeah. going in properly. <laughs> so then if it's not a lot of work, fine. If it's a lot of work, <laughs> yes. Okay, next part of the Mishnah, next activity. Rabbi Lozer ben Nazar, Omar, ain't osin amo. You may not dig a new irrigation canal on Cholamoid and on Shemitah. So we're talking about digging an irrigation canal. Yeah, it means you're di- digging one. It's connected to whatever uh, spring or whatever you're digging one. So now the question is, well, Bishlema, that's all good and well on Moid, on Cholamoid. Why Mishum de Kotorach? That's exerting yourself. That's a lot of effort to do that. Elishvis, but Shemitah, my time of what's wrong with digging an irrigation channel. Why? Because it's not a labor related to growing crops. Okay? 
Remember, he said plowing, planting. Those are ones to specifically. He said zomer, um, trim, pruning. Those are ones directly related to the crops. But uh, the only issue really here is exertion. But on Shemitah, you're allowed to exert yourself. And it's not like, now the question you're going to say is, we'll, we'll see in a minute what their reasons are. But right now, the Gemara assumes, which we'll get an answer to immediately. Listen, putting a ditch in the land, I have not, the land is still resting. It's not like plowing. Plowing, you're working the land. Planting, you're working the land. Harvesting, you're working the land. Right now, at least, the Gemara says, what's wrong with digging an irrigation canal? Now that we're going to see, we're going to see, we're going to see what the reasons are. So, pligibar abzera of Abba bar mamul machlokas between these two rabbis. Chad Amar once says, "Vivdei shenira keoder." It appears as if he is hoeing for the sake of the crops for the shemitah year. Because when you're digging an irrigation canal, people see you with a hoe, and you're hoeing the ground. Now, people aren't looking at you for two hours and seeing that at the end of two hours you have this long canal. They look at you for a second and you're hoeing the ground. Hoeing the ground is, in, now if it's strictly for hoeing, that's fixing up the ground. So therefore, he's saying, even though technically making an irrigation canal is not really an improvement of the soil, but it looks like hoeing and therefore it'd be rabbinically not allowed. The other one says, no. He's preparing the canal's banks for sowing. What does that mean? Fascinating. When you're digging a canal, and then what's, what do you do with the earth that was the canal? Where do you put that earth? Oh, put on the banks of the canal. Now, what kind of earth is that? Good earth. So now what could you do later? Ah, Plant with it. So again, it seems the fact that you're digging an irrigation canal per se is not really improving the land per se. And that's what they were saying. If you're just digging a, a, a line through the sand, you're not putting seeds in. You're not really working the land in a way that, let me ask you this, can you build a house on a farm on Shemitah? Build a house during Shemitah. On top of the field. Yeah. Why not? Ah, you're using the land. But but you're not, right? You're not you're not trying to grow crops. In irrigation, it's I'm not I, I didn't plant anything. So what does it matter? So I made an irrigation canal. So now there's water going through. But I didn't plant. I didn't plant, so it's not helping any seeds grow. It's just making sure that the land is, you know. So isn't that improving? No, but you're not. It, it's like trying. The real issue is trying to make parnosa from the land. Okay. When you plant seeds in the ground, why are you doing that? Okay. Because you're trying to make parnosa, yeah. right? If I'm just making an irrigation canal, it's helpful, but I ain't gonna make any more money this year with or without an irrigation canal. I haven't planted anything. Nothing can grow. It'll be helpful a year from now. In other words, I'm not doing anything the whole year. Might as well do some home improvements because because the idea, remember, the idea of Shemitah is I have faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even though I've done nothing to to work, I've done nothing to make any money, Hashem will take care of me. He owns the land. He's going to make miracles. He's going to take care of me. 
fine. But uh, the fact that I'm just putting in the irrigation, and how about maybe the irrigation canal will help that it's way easy for me to drink water. Okay, whatever. So I'm not doing anything to create more food. The, the earth is not expending energy with its minerals to grow to grow the land. So that's so. Therefore, what's the problem? The problem is either it looks like you're hoeing, or you've actually prepared the earth is going to be really good for the next year when it's because now it's soft and loose. Now Tosos adds, although the person does not intend to prepare the bags for sowing, but it's an inevitable consequence of the action. Therefore, it's forbidden. So, so really, the Machloka says, is it a rabbinic prohibition? Because you haven't done anything wrong. Or is it really a biblical prohibition? Because it's like you're plowing the land, even though you weren't intending on plowing. But at the end of the day, you got very soft earth, and you're plowing the land. This is the Machloka between the two of them. But, but are you saying it's inevitable you're going to plant seeds in the banks when you have yeah, but he's already plowed the land. Remember, it says, let me ask you this. During Shemitah, can you plow the land and not seed it? No. So he's plowed the land. But he plowed the land to dig an irrigation canal. But he, but he also, but the Lemaisa, you plowed the land. So you can't plow the land. And it's, now we'll see, we'll see what if, hold on, more is going to do, what if I have a big truck and I take all the sand, instead of putting it on the bank, I put it in a truck and cart it off. Then that'll be okay. Because I haven't, I, I've shown that I don't really want this for this. That That's the issue. And that's where the Gamora asks the simple question, my benayu. What's the difference between the two answers? How would it make a, as I said, nafgamina? Where would we have a difference in all? If you can't do it, you can't do it. What's the difference? Why? Gamora's going to suggest, and tomorrow we'll continue with this. Ikabainayu, the answer is the ka'asumaya basre. It's where the water immediately enters after him into the canal. In other words, as soon as he starts make a little bit, boom, the first drop of water goes in. I dig again, another one. What's going to be the difference? Well, let's put it this way. Will people mistakenly think he's plowing his land? He's hoeing his land? No, because Not if they're seeing the liquid yeah, coming yeah. there. But isn't he putting sand on the banks, earth on yeah. the banks of the river? Yeah. So that would be the difference. The one who says, you're preparing the banks for sowing. You've still done that. But the one says, it looks like you're hoeing. Leka, it does not look like you're hoeing at all because you see the water is coming in right away. So that's the machlokas. The Gemara now tomorrow will say, how come the one who said it looks like hoeing, why didn't you say the other interpretation? They bring the sand. The one who said bring the sand, why didn't you say it looks like hoeing? That's going to be the continuation tomorrow. Okay, everybody. <laughs>